Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 59, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jetson Leopold Shepherd, And that is Robert J. Jelly Third. How are you today, sir? I'm very well, Jetson. I'm very well. I, I realised this in the week. I didn't know if your name was short for anything. We've known each other for a long time and I, I just had one of these moments where I thought, what if Jed is like short for Jedly or... Jensen. It's actually short for Jesus, but please keep, it, keep it on the down low. Don't, don't tell anyone. Can we not go into this now? We can't, we oh. can't. I've got, I'm on a special mission, but I can't, I can't oh, say anything. Moly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty secret. Oh, there's a silent S, a silent U, and a silent S in there. That's, that's I get the one, it. yeah, yeah. I get it. That's right. the one. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the reason I gave you the middle name Leopold, by the way, is because <laughs> I've um, recently just finished season four of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. So I'm now finally up to the current series. It's taken right. me a long time, but I've finally blitzed the 88 episodes <laughs> that have taken me to get there. Any good? Um, I, I really enjoy it. I, I do. We, we have done it, haven't we? We have We've done episode ages, one, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. remember, Sky, Sky is my guy. Right, Sky is your guy, mm-hmm. and I, I do, I really enjoy it. I saw a trailer for season five when it landed on the telly a few months back, and is I that thought, called, like ghosts, ghosts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I was like looking again, how on earth am I going to get from here? Yeah, like in season two that I was at mm-hmm. to there. I'm thinking. There's a long old leap to be done here. I'm going to have to watch it because yeah, yeah, yeah. now I need to know. Um, and I guess actually that that is almost kind of nicely reiterates the point of this podcast is that we're trying to find that that perfect show yeah. that starts with all the right elements mm-hmm. and just makes you want to keep watching. Yeah, it's hard. And, because- I, and I think actually that sometimes the pilot can make you keep watching way into like seasons two, three, Mate, four. The amount of shows we've done like. And like it's, it takes everything I have inside me to, to not um, watch on, on every single show that we, we have on the show. Like, <laughs> well, there's, there's not- a few on the list. I think you probably didn't yeah. find it too difficult. To it's true. Very true. Stop watching. Yeah, that's true. Pugwall, everybody. Yeah, well, Pugwall was pretty good. I like Pugwall. <laughs> I'm just thinking more the uh, bottom end of the league table, which consists of <laughs> things like um, Big Bang Theory. Oh God. Snatch. Did you, did you continue and watch Snatch or, no, or I Snatch? Didn't. Of course no, not. No, hell no. Absolute waste um, of time. Weirdly though, Quantum Leap is third from bottom. I can't believe that. Like, honestly, it's some of the best TV from like it's the not 90s. Good, mate. Oh, it was all. You need to keep I watching. Think, I think. Yeah, I think like we say with a lot of shows, sometimes the second to third yeah. makes the first. I, I completely agree with you. Obviously, that the first episode is dire. Yeah, it's, dire. It's, it's really. It just doesn't. It's boring. I mean, how people, you know, carried on. I don't. I don't know. But um, there's nothing else to watch in those days. I guess. Very possibly, it's all about timing, isn't it? And nowadays yeah. we're swamped with television, so it's we're trying much. to get through them all at yeah. uh, one show at a time. Well, two at a time because yeah. we do two each week. That's true. Uh, your suggestions are very welcome, by the way. Uh, thank yeah. you for those who have tweeted us in the past couple of weeks with your suggestions. Uh, we put them top of the list, yeah, so we'll do yeah. those sooner rather than later. Exactly. But we have quite a comprehensive list already, so perhaps you want to check out the. Uh, website postpoppodcasts.com have a look on there because it's got all the episodes all 58 up to today's which Bloody is 59 um, which is a well you know you'd be you'd be mis- forgiven for suspecting you need to get out a hammer and <laughs> nail down the floorboards because it's a bit creaky <laughs> see what I did there it was but before we get into all that creak shiznit yeah um, how was your week yeah, it's been pretty good. Oh, well, I need to talk about this okay. morning very yeah, yeah. quickly, right? So I've been playing a game on my show. Um, it's BBC Radio Show. Yeah, yeah my, we yeah, get yeah, it, yeah, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Blah, on the blah, BBC, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, essentially, the, the board game Battleships. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, playing that on a much bigger scale. So okay. instead of having one little tiny grid of like little holes and then you put like three or four ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one boat. Right. That takes up just one space. And not just one grid, but ten Oh my god! Right, so there are eight by six grids, 
mm-hmm. 10 times. So it's 480 spaces and only one of them has a boat in it. That's going to keep you going for two years. Well. One and a half years. 14 weeks ago we started this and right. every week we play. Listeners get involved and if you want to play, you play. If you don't, it's not a problem. No way. So yeah. also uh, our breakfast hosts come in and have a chat about what's on the show. Okay. And so they get a go as well. And so we've done it more a, than 14 times so far. Uh, yeah. So we've been playing. We played for the first few weeks just once a week. Okay. And then we upped it to twice a week and okay. it's been like that for a, for a while. Okay. Right. So definitely up to like 20 plays so far 20 right. whole shows have been dedicated to playing it okay um and our newsreader plays along usually jody mm-hmm. and um and so far no one's got it of course not because no one's got it right and it's and it's chance it's all chance mm-hmm. this morning uh, or all of this week jody's off and uh, tom is sitting in on the news for us on our breakfast show mm-hmm. and tom had no idea to play this game he's upstairs prepping the news bulletin for six o'clock and i go tom what do you want and he just buzzes down and he goes uh how do you play and i went oh Right, pick me a, a, a C, I'll give him the list. I went a letter from A to H and a number from 1 to 6. And he went, um, red, F, 6. And I went, all right, cheers, Tom. Right, and realised that he'd nailed it first time. <laughs> oh, right? no. He'd completely <laughs> oh, smashed it geez. out of the park. First go. So for 20 minutes, I buzzed him privately doing one of the songs. I knew he'd got the right answer. <laughs> oh, so when no. Ben and Sonia came in, and there's a video of the actual live clip of audio from this morning's show on my Twitter page if you want to go and have a look but genuine genuine joy and shock and surprise and excitement and he must have cheered I well he can't have done because I didn't I haven't written it down anywhere oh, okay. it's only in my head he whispered into your ear while he slept maybe maybe I maybe, it's just it, and you know when you just like I knew that would be a conclusion eventually mm-hmm. I just wasn't ready for it this morning how was it like genuinely I was not ready for this jelly. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, you know, it was, I was just not ready. Wow. Um, so it's, it's... So what are you going to do next then? Well, he's well, ruined your game. Well, he's it's, it's kind of concluded kind of it a little sooner than I had hoped, which yeah. was going to be in the next couple of weeks before I take a break from radio for a couple of weeks and I'm going away. Um, and I was going to come back mm-hmm. and then relaunch it yeah. bigger, yeah. better, and with an actual prize. Okay. So right now, there's no prize. It was just, it was just a bit of fun. Okay. Uh, so it will be coming back in a sort of five, six weeks' time um, in August. Okay, um, I'm going to call up. And it'll be, thou- be a thousand to one chance of getting it right. Okay. And do that people call you. in? And, and You can call me or you get one shot every day. Okay. One I'm gonna- shot a day. You can text, you can call, you can email me, but you must do it during the show. So the, there'll be I'm lots gonna- of rules and T's and C's for the actual competition. If I call in, can I, can I get on air and give you my number? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, I'm going to do that then. You'd have to call me on the studio number during my show. Between so, four and six? Yeah. It's going to be All done, right, fine. Done. Well, when it, I already know what my thing's going to be. Okay, when it launches, I'll, I'll tell you more about it. But yeah, that, that's, that, my week has literally peaked at that moment. <laughs> uh, and it's only Tuesday, so <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> How about you? Good. Um, I've got a new hobby. Right. To add to my list of a thousand hobbies. Um, I am now an archer. I'm not as in the animated television show, Archer. I am now an animated TV show, but also I am... Uh, as in I take a bow up, and arrows. I take up archery, yeah. I've taken up archery. I decided to... Th- just, you know, we are 21st century guys. We know nothing about anything. All we know about is the digital world and things like that. We don't know what to do with our hands. And... Um, so you thought you'd just take up something yeah, old I just school thought, practical? Let's do something that that involves me using my hands for something rather than typing on the keyboard or writing with a pencil. Because um, I do write with a pencil um, and uh, take up bow and arrow with a real wooden bow and a real arrow. Um, That's awesome. So yeah, so and I'm you decent. I'm decent. Are you actually yeah. any good, or are you just? Because in my mind, you know, you, you know, you grow up and you think, oh, I'd be good at archery. Never thinking you get the chance to. <laughs> And I was like, in my mind, I'm I'm good at this. Did you ever watch the film um, um, Old Boy? No. So he's in, he's in prison for 15 years, and he just imagines in his head that he's good at fighting. So he imagines all these kind of fight scenes in his head, what he would do if he was ever in a yeah, fight. Yeah. So and when so he, he turns out to be quite good at fighting. Yeah. So when he comes out, he's got all this 15 years of theoretical thinking about <laughs> fighting, and he's really good. And that was me. Um, so. Um, I was just like, and this guy next to me, he was who's done it before. He was like, right, mate, you've got control your breathing. He wasn't the teacher. He's like, you got control your breathing. I was like, why are you telling me what to do? I'd rather like the the Russian Olympiad who who was teaching the class tell me what to do. And I was like, I'm I'm alright, mate. I'm alright. And he kept on like trying to give me advice, and it's just so annoying. And I just went, bing. bing. 
center. I was like, okay, I'm good at this. Um, and then you get further and further back and they give you different bows and um, and they make the target smaller and they put balloons Next thing you'll be areas. telling me you'll be learning how to ride a horse and fire bow and arrows at the same Mate, time. don't think I haven't Googled that. Googled that. <laughs> I have Googled about horse riding as well. Because I want to know how to make a bow as well like out of a that's very wood. cool i want to know how to to make stuff out of my with my bare hands i want to be able to horse ride i want to be able to like build stuff See, there's not not enough of that sort of stuff going around yeah. I, like, I, I like that i've been i've been itching for probably quite a while to learn how to do like to dance properly dance yeah learn a proper style of dancing okay so i've seen you dance to, a few times yeah i mean i can i can throw some shapes yeah 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 at comic con um, you were dancing i was like why my co-host is dancing on stage <laughs> in in front of like 150 kids <laughs> like what is going on I can throw some shapes but I don't know how to do a specific style of dancing I just kind of wing it okay. like I do with most things so what style of dancing would you want I don't to know I, I, I fancy a bit of tap oh mate I, I think tap would be my kind of thing you, you've piqued my interest now I think I'd be into a bit of tap dancing I'm into those old school maybe Hollywood yeah, well, musicals like old sort of Lindy Hop or maybe sort of a bit of jive maybe something like that yeah, something yeah, quite yeah. flamboyant I think okay. I have to be I think the bolero or ballroom dancing for me would be a little bit odd. Yeah, yeah. Just wouldn't suit, my, good. wouldn't suit my character. You get some nice shoes as well. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. So. And I can annoy everyone. Any dance with special shoes is, 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 is good. Precisely. Um, Listen, this isn't a podcast about dancing in special shoes, though. <laughs> no, but it could be. It could be. Yeah. Maybe we'll go off on a tangent and make the other podcast that yeah. is. Uh, we should crack on with the shows we've got this week. Let's do it. Creek um, Week. Creek Week, indeed. Let's call this Creek Week. Hashtag Creek Week. Um... This spawned off the fact that you made mention to the show that I said, yeah, like, I want to do that one this yeah, week. Yeah. Let's claim that uh, in last week's episode. So straight on with it. What show are you doing, mate? Dawson's Creek. So open up your morning light and say a little prayer for I. You know that if we are to stay alive and see the peace in every eye. Sorry, Jed, 1995's on the phone. They would like their theme music back. Uh, yeah, no, no, you can't have it. We're using it for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Take me uh, with you. Give me 20 minutes so you can have it back in a bit. You can have Take it back. me right. back. Yeah, right, cheers, bye. Um, dude, how... I love this theme tune. It's, 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 it's everything you want in a 90s teens TV show theme song. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's got... I don't want to sound like... And again, like sometimes the comparison's a bit off for me, but... It, it's 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 the Natalie Imbruglia. It's the sixpence and then the richer sound. It is it, and it's just that. Mate, I listened. I went on a sixpence and none the ri- um, richer um, YouTube hole the other day, rabbit hole. Um, it basically, it was just Kiss Me sixty million times <laughs> because that's the only song that they did. Um, they did the cover of There She Goes as well by the Lars, which is wow. epic. Mate, it's good. It is good. Stick that on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's great. It, it's a really great theme tune for this show. And I have to admit, I've never seen Dawson's Creek. Okay. It's one of those shows that just passed me by. And having um, found out, I said 1995 there, but um, it was the 20th of January 1998 yeah. that this pilot episode aired for the first time. Um, and in the opening scene, you get uh, Dawson and Joey, mm-hmm. who are played by uh, James Van Der Beek and Katie Holmes, who's yep. much more a list celebrity now, an actress. She is, yeah. There's all, all sorts of Hollywood movies. Um, and they talk about being 15. And we'll come back to the opening scene in a second. But okay. I was trying to think out like 98, 15. I think I was, I was a few years behind that. So I think mm-hmm. that's probably why it wasn't necessarily on my radar like well, it was just a little bit above me well the the thing is I mean as you you probably read um, about it it became like an absolute pop culture phenomenon yeah not only for people who were like that same age as the characters but just for adults and for like kids and it seemed even though it was quite adult themes it seemed to be really universally loved and it was a massive smash hit straight away and, and to be honest it was first pitched to Fox I don't know if you saw that but first pitched to Fox and Fox was like nah nobody's nah, gonna like this right. it's crap so they, they put it onto the WB network which was quite brand new which is um, I think it's the C yeah 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 but I think which is now the CW network which has okay. got all the flash and all that stuff yeah um, and uh, absolutely massive hit straight away. Yeah, I, I, so that, one of the things you said there about the adult themes that come on in this show, and they, they get mentioned in the first episode of the yeah. pilot, um, which is what it's called, by the way. It's called Pilot, which is always a good Points. point for us. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I never would have expected this show to sort of act 
actually feature kind of quite adulty stuff. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it always, you know, appeared to be this sort of teen show, yeah. and thus not about real life stuff. Yeah, it was more of a fictional kind of like you know utopia for the teen life. Um, well, this was the first. Which I guess actually, in a way, Dawson's life kind of is because he's got it pretty easy. Oh, so they even mentioned he's got it. Easy. Yeah, he's got it quite cushy. It gets yeah. mentioned quite a bit. But the, um, the, the the thing about this particular TV show, it was came off the back of the kind of resurgence of of um, teen movies. Um, so Kevin Williamson, the writer of Dawson's Creek, he he wrote the Scream films in '96. Really? Yeah, yeah. So he wrote the first Scream, and then he wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer. So he spurned this whole movement of uh, teenagers who talk like adults, um, having relationships with each other, etc. Adult themes, but coming out of teen faces. Yeah. Um, and so it was it made perfect sense for him to kind of make uh, the move to TV. Uh, and he did it here, and it's it's basically Scream, but without the horror in it. You still got the film references where he gets in Scream, but it's just because yeah, he's, he, he's a sort of wannabe filmmaker, and he's got a lot of love for Steven Spielberg, yeah. and he's got all the posters and a bit of a shrine going on to him. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. You know, and I think that's quite a relevant and sort of very um, accessible part of his character in yeah. that. As a teenager, most of us were kind of obsessed with something. Yeah. Music, film, TV, drama, art, whatever it was. We had our thing. And as yeah. a teenager, you do. You have your thing, which is like your little safe haven. What was yours? Probably music, like drumming, because I learned to drum when I was oh, a teenager. Yeah. So I, I'd always wanted to do it as a kid. Yeah. And then I got old enough to have lessons and school, like offered the lessons. And so I, I did. And for me, it was about drumming and, and kind of rock music you yeah, know, that, yeah that was my teen thing you know, I was in a band when I was 16 and, and so yeah. on and so forth we're not digging that out by the way we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna reform your old band <laughs> what's it called we'll band, jelly we'll jelly in the, the molds no well we had well I had one at college and then I had one at like sixth form as well so everyone had a teen band mate we all, everyone was yeah. in a band at one point yeah. you know mine was called the Spice Girls we, we all did all right yeah we did all right yeah not too bad. Never heard of them. No. Um, um, but actually, can I just talk about the opening scene? Yeah, though? yeah. Because I think the which opening I loved, scene... Which I loved. Wonderful. Three minutes yeah, yeah. before the titles really roll and yeah. you get, like, theme tune, which you've just heard. <laughs> and <laughs> essentially, it is everything you need from this whole... In fairness, I think you could have stopped the episode after three minutes yeah. and it would have been enough for me to carry on watching. It would have been a perfect short film, those first three minutes, just with Joey and Dawson talking. I was it, like, this is great writing. It's really good. Really good so writing. So Dawson is in his room with Joey and mm -hmm. they are watching something or other. They're watching a yeah. film. So, you know, and they've been best mates for the last 10 years. Yeah, they've been best mates since they were young kids. So the 15 now being mates since they were five and they're just hanging out in his room and that's what they do they on a Saturday night whatever it was they, yep. they just hang out and watch films and TV together and they enjoy each other's company mm -hmm. that is it it yep. is just that anyway she usually stays over because yep. they're mates and they've never seen it any differently than that but on this occasion Joey sort of tries to leave yep. through the window and it's obviously just the way that They've always done it. That she's climbed in yeah. front of a bedroom window. Very a bit cheesy, yeah. but you but sort of a bit Clarissa explains yeah, it all. Yeah, but it's um, you kind of let it go. You yeah, don't yeah. really kind of make too much of it on that front. Mm -hmm. So she she sort of jests to leave the the room by going out the window, and Joey's uh, and Dawson's like, "Where are you going, Joey? Yeah. What are you doing?" He's, yeah, she's like, stay "She's like, yeah, but we you know we." Like fifteen now, and we can't do you know, this we anymore. We can't do this anymore. And, and he's like, "Why?" He's, he's like, "What? What's wrong with you?" And there's, there's and a very obvious right there, and it's very subtle, but very yeah. made very obvious that there's a massive difference in maturity levels oh, between yeah. guys and girls 100%. at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it also continues for about forty-five years after that as well. But um, <laughs> you know, the point is that she's very much more aware of the fact that they're fifteen. Yeah, because she's like. Like Dawson, she makes I've, a got point about, I've got breasts. You've got genitalia, and he's like, "I've always yeah, had genitalia." The first, the first time I've ever heard the word genitalia used yeah. in a TV program, let alone a teen one. And it's funny because, like, she um, and he's like, "How do you know how big my genitalia is?" And she's like, "I've seen your fingers." <laughs> yeah, I, mean, it's like, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, weird." Okay. But did but, you check your own fingers for a second? I was like, "No, I didn't Let actually." Check my fingers for a second. No, here. I didn't actually. Yeah. I, I kind of let it pass me by. <laughs> but she is sort of insistent on the fact that you know they can't do that anymore. They, they're growing up and things yeah. are changing. At least she is. Hormones yeah. and things like that. Yeah, he seems to be 
blind to it. He's like, Joey, we've been doing this for years. Just It's, it's just hanging out. Yeah. I'm just spending the night. So, anyway, he talks around. Yeah. And she stays. Yeah. Uh, and they, you know, they're fully clothed. It's not like they get naked or anything like that. But yeah. they, they're fully clothed. They get into bed and they call it a night. Mm-hmm. But you, there's just a... There's it's just a tension a, there's there. There's a... Yeah. I, well, I didn't want to call from it From her tension, point of view, I think. Yeah, it was, from her, She's into sure. him. She's kind of made to herself. Well, yes. That's the, first, that's the impression you get is that Joey's into him. Yeah. And he really likes her, but as a mate, I think he likes her more than that, but he just doesn't know it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and not as And all, all I wrote down mature. on the top thing was literally Joey and Dawson and then a heart. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't care how long it takes me to find out, but I need to know whether or not they get together. It is a beautiful it's journey, a, It's mate. a really lovely is, opening yeah, yeah. three minutes to a show. Yeah. You've met Dawson. The Possibly kind of the, the best dialogue... I've seen in, in in a pilot in the first opening of the pilot. I would say pilot. so far in all the shows we've watched, we're 50, take, take fifty nine yeah. this week. That makes it nearly one hundred and twenty shows we've watched. Yeah, and I would I would agree with that. I would it's say just it's just a girl the, and a guy the opening talking in the best bedroom. opening three minutes we've watched. Yeah, I go with that. Um, so very very strong start to the pilot, and yeah. then um, then you get theme tune. And yeah. and you get this wonderful sort of array of pictures and visuals. And yeah, very kind of um, um, like eight millimeter style kind of home video. Prancing on the beach, yeah, yeah VHS style. So it's very sort of homely in that way, yeah. which is quite nice. Um, throwing stones across the sand. And here's the thing: I don't think they ever really, and not that you'd need to explain it, but I don't think they ever really make it clear what on earth this show's about. No. Well, first of all, they don't tell you what Dawson's Creek actually is. No. Um, because I assumed that because he lived on the water, there was some reference to the fact that it all revolves around Dawson's life mm-hmm. and it happens to be on a creek Basically, that's thing. it. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. that's literally the only thing I could get from it. But yeah, yeah again, like you sort of... I couldn't quite work out whether it was actually about Dawson or if it was about Dawson and Joey or, as we then get introduced to, yep. Jen... And Dawson. Well, it's it's about the love triangle between. Um, well, actually, there's two love triangles because the it's a love di- um, diamond, really. Because the the two love triangles are Joey, Jen, and Dawson. Mm-hmm. But then it's also a bit later on, Pacey, Joey, and, and Jen. Um, really? You yeah. Think there's a triangle there. Not not in the first episode. Oh, come on. Leading me on. <laughs> Leading me on to the next one. Oh, but Pacey's... I'm already in for the second episode, mate. I'm already in. Well, f- well, first of all, we, we do see Pacey. He has a little bit of a kind of a, a thing for a Joey. Fang. Well, he touches her, her bottom and she's like, stop touching my bottom. Um, and then he's Yours also... a fang for the teacher. For the, and, and for Jen. Jen turns up and he's like, woo. Yeah, he does in fairness. Yeah, That's yeah. a good point, yeah. So, so especially I, 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 mean, I wrote down, is Joey jealous? Because for the first... In the first ten minutes, I couldn't quite work out if she was hundred percent because it she seemed was, it, no because of, on the absolute immediate surface, I was like, well, Joey's obviously got a massive crush on Dawson and yeah. just wants him to notice her. Mm-hmm. But is that too obvious? And I thought maybe I mean like it seemed too glaringly obvious and staring me in the face. I thought I feel no, like there's more to this, Rob. Don't don't fall yeah. in don't fall in too soon. Into that well I feel like she at this stage she doesn't understand her own feelings towards him because obviously she's known him for a long time. They're really good friends. Um and she's just seen him she's trying to come to terms with the fact that she's growing emotionally uh and and she kinda wants she's him starting to have feelings from yeah but he's just a little bit behind her. He's like he Jen turns up and he's like, "Whoa! Like I remember this girl from somewhere, but she's really grown into herself." Um, and Jen just appears like an angel, basically, um, coming out of the car, walking towards him like uh, an angel coming down from heaven. And Joey's like, "Well, oh, who's this girl?" Um, I've got a question for you about yeah. this whole show. Yeah. In that, we're watching it retrospectively, twenty years on from its pilot yeah. date, and now years on from that to the age group that they are in this show so when you think back to your 15 16 you look at all the all the issues all the little scenarios all the interactions that happen yeah. between all of the people in this episode yeah do you find it more relatable now looking back and being able to go oh that was very much like that moment in my life and that was very much like that moment like like having that 
that crush on the older lady because like when you've got Pacey in the video store and yeah. Pacey and Dawson I love that scene store, by the way and it's you know it's one of those moments yeah. when you know as a teenage boy yeah. you're as I say like the hormones thing is very much a thing they're all growing up they're all becoming young adults so yeah. they're all going through that kind of mental as well as physical change that there's that sort of like fantasy world coming on and then and then and then it's finding out she's the teacher at the school because they're all starting a new yeah. high school which by the way is a nice new another tick point because we always say about the new journey yeah, or yeah, a new yeah. character mm-hmm. uh, and yes Jen is the new character to an extent yeah. so I feel like we're partly following her mm-hmm. But we're also partly following the four of them yeah. in Dawson, Joey, Jen and Pacey mm-hmm. as they all go on to high school yeah. for 10th grade, I think it is. But what I got from that scene... Do you look back on it and, and think, like, I understand the situations more I, or not? I understand the situation more, definitely. But when I was 15, I wasn't get up, getting up to any of the stuff they were getting up to. I was busy. Oh, likewise, neither was I. I was watching horror films like 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 <laughs> I was doing right now. Um, but the the scene where, where Pacey and Dawson, they work in a video shop, of course, because Dawson's obsessed with, with films. And they're working and in... Because it's 1998 and Blockbuster's still going. Exactly. But they're, they're in an independent video store. And this beautiful older lady walks in and um, Pacey's a horn dog for her. But what I did, I actually paused that scene. Right. Because I was like, I want to see what videos are in this shop. So I paused the scene um, and then looked around the video shop. And to me, that's like porn to me, looking at old VHS videos. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow, they've got that one, they've got that one, they've got the hidden. Wow. Imagine the hidden on VHS. <clears throat> and then I was looking at all the, all the posters. And then I noticed one poster in there that was very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. They have a poster in there for I Know What You Did Last Summer, which was had just come out. Um, and written by Kevin by Williamson. Kevin, yeah. And not only that, a bit later on... That's clever, isn't it? Yeah, a bit later on, you see inside the film classroom where, where Dawson tries to persuade yeah. his teacher yeah. to, um, to, so he can be part of the film appreciation class, behind Dawson is another I Know What He Did Last Summer poster. So Kevin Williamson was really loading this up with his ex-work. It's a clever idea, but it's a clever, it's a clever way of sort of drawing other... You know, it's, it's the subconscious stuff. It's the stuff you don't notice. Yeah, yeah. When you watch it as a normal viewer, like obviously we watch it with a slightly more critical view. Yeah, we're yeah. Trying to talk about it. But I'm pausing, looking around. Yeah, at the of background course. And stuff. So, but it, those things do go in. Yeah, those things yeah. do sink in on mm-hmm. the on the first viewings when you're not sitting with a notepad and taking notes about it. Yeah. Uh, I I I can't believe I let this show go by me. Yeah. Before, and. I loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. You talking about the um, the film school, the film, the film class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that that was that was really interesting to throw that into a teen show. This mm-hmm. upper class entrance to a class, you know, like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this upper uh, upper class in society, yeah. like entrance level thing for a for an educational class. I'm thinking like, yeah, what? That's you have to be 1998, you yeah. know, like and that clearly wasn't a thing in 1998 where unless you were of a certain social standing that you got into it or you had money that you got into it. Is that what it was? I couldn't work out. But I couldn't work out I thought it was... But I got the impression that Dawson wasn't good enough on a I just thought it was his age. status level. I thought it was just he was a freshman and they only accepted like seniors or something to the class because there was a waiting list. Yeah, but that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, it doesn't really. Because you've got to learn from at some point and... Yeah, I, I I I read into that differently, maybe as you then. But I well, can we talk about this one scene I want to talk about? Right, just just because I I found it the most interesting on multiple levels. So Joey's date with Joni in the cinema, not yeah. Joey's um, uh, Dawson's, Dawson's date. date with Jen. Yeah. So and Joey, so much happens and Pacey. Yeah, yeah. So Joey, sorry, um, Dawson asked Jen to go to the cinema. Yeah. Um, coincidentally. Pacey knows that well not coincidentally Pacey plans it well I was going to say Pacey plans it because he knows that Miss Jacobs is going Miss Jacobs is going to the cinema to watch this particular love lovey-dovey romantic movie yeah so he's, he's convinced Dawson yep to go with him so he says why don't you ask Jen yeah and then he asks Joey because he doesn't want it to be a weird yeah thing and Joey's like I don't, this is awkward I'm just going to be awkward but she, she agrees because she's his best friend basically 
So they go there and immediately Pacey goes off to sit next to the teacher. Uh, cue, cue absolute awkwardness yeah. where the teacher's date turns up and punches Joey um, By the way, if you Pacey in the face. If you've not seen it and you're not sure, uh, Joshua Jackson is the guy who plays yeah. Pacey and he's been in many things since this. He's, yeah, he's um, awesome. Oh God. Was he in the... Not, uh, not Hunger Games. What's the... He was in Urban Legend, that that film, which was I think he? was written oh, by was Ken Williamson. Oh, I got a feeling he was in... He's been in a ton Ma- of stuff. Uh, not, is it Maze Runner or something like that? No, not Maze is Runner. Is he not in that? Or no, it was way too I feel like he. I feel like he's been in something like that, that kind of sci-fi-y... He's been in, yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. But, like, part of the state, so... Um, Basically, Jen and Joey and Dawson left together, and Joey is the third wheel. Yeah. Oh, now, massive third wheel. If you were in this situation, yep. and the object of your affection is next to you, yep. and is about to, I'll, I'll gender reverse it, a girl that you like is about to touch, is touching the hand of the boy that she likes. Yep. Um, what would you do? So the object of your affection is... Is getting away well, because from I'm you. British. I would sit there really awkwardly yeah. and and grace grimace inside, kind of die a little bit inside, not say anything. Would you continue to sit there? Because uh, I'm British and yeah, I'm stoic and I, I just bite my lip. Number one, no, I, I'd probably freak out. Actually, I wouldn't even I'd agree to out. be there. I would walk out. No, and go, I feel sick. I'm going I, home. I feel, I feel like I probably wouldn't even make the trip there. Oh, I would probably be like this not. is not. Or, not a third wheel. I will persuade Pacey not to leave or something or sit between. But like, so so Jen touches uh, Dawson's hand or vice versa, and Joey does not like that. So Joey goes ballistic and starts yeah. shouting and and she uh, probably loses it. Yeah, and she claims Dawson. I don't know, just has a go at Dawson. It's a big massive thing, and Dawson's like Joey in the in the lobby now. And then this is just after Pacey just got punched. Um, oh yeah, because yeah, basically gets uh, gets a right hook off the guy. Actually, he gets a right hook off the guy behind who is trying to tell him to shut up. Oh. He doesn't get a get, doesn't get one off of Miss Jacobs' date. Really? Yeah, okay. Do you not notice that? No, so, no, no, no. So he gets talking talking to the guy who's with Miss Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy behind tells him to shut up, and then he right. stands up and right hooks him. Right. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, you do know it's a kid. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, there's probably some issues right here, but we'll brush over that yeah. for now. So basically thought he was going to get with this teacher, but um, not at that point, no. But later no, on, the there teacher... There is a little moment later on, though. Like, Pacey's been so 90s, and is just standing looking out at sea. And then, and then Miss Jacobs turns up and goes, ah, oh, uh, Pace, can, can I talk to you for a second? And he's like, yeah, you better say sorry. Yeah, proper attitude. Yeah, and she's like, well, you know, like, uh, you could misread it. And, and he was like, you didn't, I didn't misread it. You were coming on to me. You, you're Maybe old. On, blah, 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 yeah. You're old and you like it when young guys flirt with you, blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't have done that. And she's like, no, you're wrong. You are an adult. And then just slobbers all over him and kisses yeah. him. And then she's like, oh, what have I done? You know what you've done, Miss Jacobs. Yeah, you know you what you've done. You know what you've done and you loved it. Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> and, Hashtag Miss Jacobs. Yeah, and then Pacey's just like, he has a little smirk and goes, oh, okay. Kind of a little bit pleased with himself, yeah, but yeah. also a bit like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Miss Jacobs. Right, final thing I want to say on this, actually, um, uh, other than saying there's 128 episodes to this and I think I will see the remaining 127 that I haven't seen yet yeah for sure I do want to watch on um, there's a lovely bit right towards the end where there's almost actually kind of the episode almost full, goes full circle where they yep. finishes with Joey and Dawson chatting yep. about what's happened and their relationship love and this stuff. love this um, they tell each other everything and there's a really weird conversation right before she leaves and then he shouts out the window because there's because just before walking that walking the dog they call it. Yeah. Walking the dog basically well, this, having a Well, okay, let me give you a bit of background. <laughs> so like um Joey's like we can't we can't just just be friends. Like we can't tell each other anything more. And she goes, "How often do you walk the dog?" And you get that's a youth, obviously a euphemism. Yes. And then Joey, I mean, and Dawson can't say because he sees her differently now or she sees him differently now. And then when when, when she's gone, he shouts out the window every morning to Katie Couric or something. Yeah. And she smiles in the boat and then yeah. she goes off, which is Something I'm sure gets explained as to why she continues to row off into the distance, <laughs> yeah. not like drive off like most normal people or walk off. She it's rows a, off across the lake. It's a creek, like some it? sort of weird. But um, but that, there's there's that, and there's a lovely moment when uh, you get sta- um, "I'll Stand by You," the song. Yeah, oh, comes on. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, ah, oh, what a tune. great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. and it, it's 
Like I always the original say this, as well. Play, you know, because I get to play music on my radio show a lot, and songs can sound different depending on where you hear them, yeah. what mood you're in, what what you can visually see as well, what goes with them. Uh, we need to end this episode with "Stand by You." Sorry, we need to end this episode without playing out. What you and me singing it? Okay, on the balcony. Looking out, looking <laughs> yeah, yeah. out over the film school. All right, done. Well, out over the boat. Oh, over the oh wow, over the River Thames. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I'll, I'll row in. Um, yeah, there's just it's just something about picking the right song with the right visuals, and that that was a moment where I was like, nailed it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely nailed it. And the cast, they've nailed the casting as well. Like these people feel like the the their characters. Yeah, yeah, they um, do. But talking of that, like, do you remember I told you I had a story? Yeah, you did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I've got two stories. One we'll of do this and then we'll move on to the other okay, show because yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much done with everything so, on this. So my quick story is um, I met someone who's in season six of this, which right. was Wednesday 13 from the band The Murder Dolls. I interviewed him for my other podcast. Right. Um, and he was in an episode of Dawson's Creek. Anyway, so the long story is, so I'm, I'm not going na- to name names, but you can probably figure out who it is right, based okay. on how I'm saying. So a member of the cast of Dawson's Creek... Mm. I think they'd just filmed the pilot and there was a little bit of a mini break before they filmed other things. So this person decides to take a trip, um, an extended trip to London. Okay. And while they were here, they worked in a bar in Leicester Square or Covent Garden or something like that Mm. uh, just to do that kind of get get a bit of money because you weren't doing one episode of, of a TV show yeah, you're not yeah, going to have yeah, a lot yeah. of money this is early doors for them as well yeah. on, the, on the acting scene exactly so they came here they worked in a bar met a friend of mine um, and they met a friend of yours yeah they met a friend of mine um, and one night uh, they hooked up they hooked up this person who is in Dawson's Creek right and uh, there was a scene very similar to the one with Joey and Dawson um, and this person said in the morning the person in question got a guitar from somewhere and started singing to them like love songs in the in the morning after the fact and it was so my friend said it was so cheesy and creepy that the only way they could think of to get out of it or to make them stop is by starting to cry so they forced themselves to cry to get them to stop um yeah, and then that person went I on. Feel, I feel like to if, be, if, you, if you gave any more detail about these people, we'd yeah. end up with a lawsuit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not going to say. Let's leave it there. I'll do that off air. Y- yes, very much so. <laughs> That's you always have a story. <laughs> I know a lot of people, a lot of weirdos. Yeah, well, yeah, but you always have a story that blows my mind. Um, <laughs> Dawson's Creek, uh, twenty years, twenty years, twenty ago years, now. almost to the day. When was it out? Then? Uh, January, J- January twentieth, yeah. nineteen ninety-eight. So just over twenty years, okay. and loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's going to get a very, style. very good score from me yep. in a little while. But um, let's do the other show as well. It's a yep. it's Creek Week, so you might it's not Creek uh, Week. take too much guessing to work out what the other one is. Yeah, that's right. It's Jacob's Creek, the winemakers. <laughs> we are featuring them on this show. No, it is in fact Jonathan Creek. this show um, being one of my favourite things when I was uh, growing up mostly because it involved a magician and now I don't remember if you know this but I wanted to be a magician when I was little. I think you might have made mention to this when we did Arrested Development That's right, which was quite recently Job was the illusionist illusionist, yeah. Uh, in that and you, yeah, you. I think you made mention to the fact you loved a bit of magic. I love magic as well. Yeah, I do too. I mean, obviously Anyone that says they dislike magic has given up on their inner child. The heart's dead, the heart's dead. Yeah. Um, so I, I've always loved magic um, and even when I don't practice it anymore um, I still love seeing it on TV I love like Penn and Teller and things like that. I often go on YouTube and watch the best magicians ever and stuff like that. Um, so watching a TV show where a detective uses his skills as a magician or as someone who who works with magicians yeah, and designs tricks, doesn't he? He's yeah. a trick designer, in fairness. Exactly, and there is as a legit job as well. Um, it just piqued my interest. I was just like, this this is for me. This is me. I'd never seen this first episode. I think I got in- onto this quite late. And I think mostly because I don't like Caroline Quentin. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think because on when she was on Men Behaving Badly, she was mm-hmm. my least favorite character because she, she was always playing the. 
kind of grumpy woman and never let the guys kind of do what they want. Um, yeah. So and they can put you off. You can put you off an actor or an actress. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know what I was thinking because in this, yeah, she plays that to a point. She's but she plays a straight man, the Jonathan Creeks kind of crazy person. There has to be a straight person. Yeah. Um, and I really like her in this. Um, There's a nice compliment between both Carolyn and Alan. Yeah. They, they just complement each other very well. Yeah. Uh, it, First name it, terms, think, interesting. In very, yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> in, in almost every white aspect, actually, like their characters are written very well so that they complement each other and they have, you know, different, they bring different things to the table. Yeah. Visually as well, I think they yeah. just look like a, like a couple that don't that shouldn't work but do yeah like a couple that found each other not, not, in, a, not in a romantic sense but just like a, a duo that yeah. visually on paper shouldn't work but then but the longer you sort of look at them you think no they're, they're exactly well it's kind of like perfect you, equilibrium you yeah know? when you when you see when you look over and you see a couple on the, on a date and you, you know it's their first date because they're all awkward and not looking at each other mm. and you just think oh this isn't going to work it's just comfortable from yeah. word one but so it's, it's like Alan Davies who was obviously a stand up comedian um, a little bit of acting here and there but nothing major this was his first major role I was, I was, I was trying to find out if he'd yeah. done anything much before this not, not really not, not really, really. No. They, they picked him because they saw him audition for another TV show and uh, one of the guys who was casting this was was just like this guy's interesting and he was wearing it on that audition he was wearing his like classic um, jacket duffel coat yeah and check, like, check shirt duffel coat yeah thing. It was like the, he's, got, he's got the look so um, but do you know Caroline Quentin's character Maddie was going to be uh, initially he was going to be his aunt uh, no oh, okay. yeah so it's meant to be they were going to be family and and obviously that could, kind of didn't work. They don't look e- like each other. But then other. again, this is this is what we say about the writing. Sometimes you need to change the, the initial plan, the initial idea, yeah, in order for it to just sit better. Yeah, but I love it that um, right up front, she Caroline Quentin says, um, "I don't fancy you. I'm never going to get with you. Um, it's not going to happen." Um, because he said he doesn't really understand how emotions work and, and human interaction, so she he she lays it out for him f- flat exactly what's going to happen. Very bespoke word, and that wasn't just for him. I think that was for the audience because the yeah. audience is just thinking, okay, these two are going to get together. But she tells us straight up front, this isn't nope. going to happen. This Man is him. not going to happen. Um, and I love that, and I I love the fact that Alan Alan Davies isn't an actor, is he? He's almost playing himself, and it feels yeah. so natural. Yeah, it just it just really works, and them two together. Just brilliant, it's, just a it's, great it's, it's duo. A, it's a wonderful duo. I think they're an underrated duo for yeah. sure. That, but you know, you could name lots of. And this is a kind of detective show in a yes, way, it isn't is. it? It's very much a kind of detective show. But she's a journalist. Yeah, he's a magician, and somehow they end up consulting and solving crime, yeah. which is essentially the crux of Jonathan Creek. Mm-hmm. But but they would be the last pairing I think anyone would name well that's a- what you need from a detective someone that's very unassuming uh, so maybe you Columbo. let your guard down yeah and the thing is it's got. I was going to mention Columbo because it's very much like Columbo where in the cold open um, you see you, you, can't, you see the crime happen and in this particular episode the pilot the crime that happens is a man is killed um, and you don't know why um, or who by? Or who by? And next to him, all tied up, is a pretty blonde model. Yep. She has a hand ties behind her back. He is an artist. He does lots yep. of life painting stuff. So exactly, there is a little bit of a reason for her being there, but also there's other reasons as well. And I'll let you fill those blanks in yourself. Exactly. And um, because he's fighting with his wife a little bit, the first person you come to suspect that did this, who killed uh, the person, was was his wife. Um, she's well, the first, first suspect. You absolutely. Think? Well, I also I wrote down as well. There was a really, really strong use of music and imagery to make you think badly of the artist's wife. Really? When okay. you when you watch it, and I and I, it stood straight out for me. Every time she appeared on screen, it was very sort of dark, stern face. No, like a string. So it's a really powerful sort of string section, but very minor key. Yeah. Very sort of. She looked very stern face. Very stern. And the music yeah. was very much like she's the baddie. Yeah. And I thought she was, and all the way through. Really? Yeah, I did. I'm going to point out something I wrote down. Okay. Ten minutes in, I wrote that down. It. What's that say? Young blonde did it. Uh, right. That was my guess, and I guessed at that point. Right. Um, and obviously, then continued to watch the rest of it, mm-hmm. and I watched it unfold from there. But first five minutes, yeah. wife. 
So I then I then I saw the actual crime. Yeah, like um, the whole thing, the whole things like laid out, and yeah. I went no. So, so no. Just, she's got it. She's involved. Yeah, but she didn't do it. So what? So what? This whole show is about is, um, and like Columbo, you've got to figure out how it happened, not why or where or who. Well, really, who? It's yes. Yeah, how? How? So in this particular episode, these these are the things that are in play. Guy died, um, was shot. There's a woman next to him tied up. Uh, the wife says the whole time she was in her office, yeah, um, and she was seen. Which you get to see by her receptionist out as well. She was seen by the receptionist going to her office and closing the door. Now, in my mind, this episode was going to be: How did she get out of her office without without yep. being seen? Yep, killed killed her husband and got back in time. Back in. Um, and which, this episode which Alan, flirts. Yeah, which Alan. Uh, well, oh, sorry, Jonathan's. You know kind of works on like yeah, uh, yeah. essentially they, they so um maddie and, and jonathan come together uh, they meet they discuss it they talk and then they try to solve it and work out how to do it they, yeah. they kind of blag their way into the office so they can have a look around and see if because he's a magician and he knows about trap doors and yeah, yeah. And, and fake walls and, things and that's like why that. maddie's asked him to be that's on board kind yeah. of why maddie approaches him in the yeah. first place she sees a magic show finds out he's the guy behind it all and yeah. the whole thing sort of stitches this together. This is why I didn't think it'd be the be the, the young blonde girl. And by now, you know, you guys, you know, it's the young blonde girl. Um, because they spent 30 minutes of the episode trying to convince you how the wife yeah, did yeah, it. We're all, even Jonathan and Maddie at this point, are all very much like, well, it has to be the wife. I mean, yeah. it's, it doesn't make sense for it to be anyone else. But they give us all the clues along and they the way. Give you we everything. Should, yeah. They they give, they, they, everything. I mean, he even makes a model of the office. Yeah. And says, well, this is how you would do it. And he says about, because the receptionist takes a phone call. The only time she she opens the door in a sort of four-hour window between sort of 9.30 and 1.30 when the police arrive is uh, to get a file out of a cabinet. And she yep. says, and Jonathan asks her, he goes, you know, who, who was the call from? She goes, oh, an Alison Bates, Bates, I think, or, or maybe Yates. it was Yates or something. Yeah. And he goes, oh, okay, fair enough. And he ponders on that for a few uh, sort of moments. And then, you know, talking to, to Maddie about it. And he says... Well, if you look at the the filing cabinets, there was nine filing cabinets, three threes here. And if she was speaking to an Alison Bates, uh, she would have only had to gone to the top left filing cabinet. And with that in mind, she would still have had the office door in view. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it was Yates, it would be the bottom right filing cabinet. Yeah. And and all of these Good things, and you're, and you're and you're following him, you're thinking. Alan, you, oh, sorry, Jonathan, you're like, you, you're nailing this. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I would never have you thought of this. you got this, Jonathan, you've got like, this. You're going to get her, you're going to get her. She's going to go down. Get that woman. She's going down. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> stuff, other stuff starts to unfold. And, and you can see that he's not, he's not convinced by his own. Yeah. And in the meantime. He continues to ask questions. This young just, blonde girl, we've got this young blonde girl who was tied up next to the dead body. She's got in with the magician that, that Jonathan Craig works for. Yeah. She's got in with him, she's flirting with him. And uh, he's smitten with her, so like that's oh, he's a floozy, and re- he come yeah. on. Oh, we get to everyone. Adam Klaus is the character's name, and he's yeah. a massive floozy. He's just yeah. a massive flirt, and he's originally he was going to be called Adam Faust. I read, uh, but there is a real magician out there called Adam Faust, so they had to change it. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it leads you this m- merry dance for 30, 35 minutes, thinking it is this uh, wife. Longer than that, mate. About an hour. It's an hour and twenty five minutes re- long. Oh, it's a ninety minute. Yeah. It's a ninety minutes. Sorry, mate. Yeah, you're right. It's like an hour of, yeah. of like the wife, the wife, the wife, and yeah, just yeah. how she did it before you start going off and going. Yeah. Hey, maybe it's not the wife, you know. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, and also, can I, can I just mention the fact? That you know, like I don't know, I've probably mentioned it on this podcast as well. My aim is to one day live in a lighthouse. So I want to buy one like fifty yards from where we're sat. There is, yeah, and I go in it quite often and just set up shop there. Um, But I I often think, I often Google lighthouses for sale. No no joke, I did it today. Lighthouses (laughs) for sale, Um, and that often brings you. I'm going to go on eBay now while you're doing. Go for it, Uh, mate. There's loads, loads for under a mil, loads, and then. but also, if you if you put lighthouses for sale, often you get windmills for sale as well. And Jonathan Ooh, Creek lives in a, in a West Sussex windmill. And I've seen windmills in that area. It must be a windmill-heavy area. I've seen windmills in that area for sale for around 325 grand. Um, not with the sales. Would though. you live in a, li- uh, lies, in, a, in a windmill? I'd live in a windmill only if it was fully restored and the, and the, and the mills were working. Uh, otherwise, you're just living in the tower. That's true. Uh, I want to live in a windmill... Or, even better, with a better view, I want to live 
by the sea in a lighthouse and just write all day. I can buy you a solar-powered lighthouse, rotating LED garden lighthouse decoration for 10 quid. Do you want it? Can I live in it? We might have to get one of those machines from Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, but yeah. I've got one. Yeah. Bye now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I there was a nice quirky character yeah. mark for the, for the Jonathan Creek character in that yeah. he lives alone. Um, in a windmill. And there's, and there's something quite, I want to say romantic about the windmill yeah. life, but it's also quite a solitary thing and quite yeah. an odd thing. They're, they're painting them out to be a quirky kind of character with multi-leveled. Yeah, sure. But I'm trying to think. There must be there must be a reason for the windmill. Like well, he why he is it in the family? Didn't he? That's, yeah, that's yeah. What he says. But they wouldn't have picked a windmill if it didn't represent his character somewhat in the writing. So I'm trying to think. So what does a windmill do? A windmill takes the raw materials and makes it into something. That's that's, that's why that's why he's in the windmill because he takes the raw materials, little ingredients, pulls it all together, pulls it together, and makes it into something u- usable. Final, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he is basically a windmill of crime. Yeah, that's, that's um, a really good way of looking at it. I like no, that a lot. No, that's why they've done it. Uh, I liked this um, more than I expected to. Yeah. In that I wasn't sure whether or not this was going to be a particularly good pilot. Because yeah. I think this is one of those shows that grew as it went on. Mm-hmm. But actually, I was really pleasantly surprised. Very surprised, by the way, by the cameo role from Alistair McGowan. Oh, yeah. And I really expected him just to burst into a random impression any time he came on the scene. He just like, rocks up with it strapped to a steady cam. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was a cameraman for he works as a cameraman for like TV companies and yeah, film yeah. companies and whatnot. I'm thinking it's very random, but it's even okay. to be Caroline Quentin's husband. Yes, right, and okay. they seem to be having issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which you sort of take on board, but you kind of also don't really pay too much attention to. You think, yeah. well, it is what it is. Well, he gave me the impression that he um, is not really into her. And see what I did there, yeah. impression. Yeah. Thanks. Um, but no, it doesn't seem like he's too bothered with her. Like they've got their own separate lives. Yeah, I... Um, which which has kind of made me interested. And do you know what? Like, for me, the uh, MVP of this episode is Caroline Quentin. She's the one that's, She's the one that pulled Jonathan Creek into this. I think yep. she's like the, the puppet master of this. Um, and she... And I love the conversation where she's at that at the show and she forces her way to speak to that blonde girl and just and pretends that yeah. she is a, like a therapist a grief counsellor I love her I didn't realise yeah, that she very, had that role in the very, show very creative from her point of view I don't know for me I just there's a combination of the two of them yeah and yes I mean she's she's the conductor for sure yeah but He's he's the lead violinist. Do you know what I mean? Like without it's, him, like, it's the that Watson thing and Sherlock work. thing. It, yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah. It's, it is. It's Watson She's, Sherlock. Yeah, but Sherlock wouldn't be Sherlock without Watson. No, very. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. That is very. Sherlock very needs true. Watson. Otherwise, Sherlock will just be a drug addict. That's a really good somewhere. point. Um, Jonathan and Maddie have a thing going on. Um, I, I like, can't I mean, remember. Like, I'm sure there's flirting. There's part in, of me that just I kind of thinks. Eventually, there's going to be something. Come on. Like, I know you said about that right at the start, she sets it out, but I, I can't I can remember. Help, I couldn't I'm help sure write people, down the question. And, can people and, let us know on Twitter if they get together? I can't be bothered to Google it. But I know, like, <clears> Julia Swala takes over at one point, and. But here's, here's, yeah. here's the, my favourite part of the episode yeah. was actually a line that Jonathan uses quite early on when they go to the Indian restaurant for lunch. Yeah. Um, when he's explaining magic. Okay. She says, like, I'll go and do the trick. And he's like, I don't really do the tricks. I just kind of design them, make them, and then other people perform <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. And she sort of twists his arm into one, and then anyway, he does one. Yeah. And and she looks at him, and, and she looks at him in the way that I think every human being on planet Earth would ever look at a magician if they told you how. <laughs> right? And I think what it does is it actually also sums up Jonathan Creek as a show perfectly without being disrespectful to it yeah he says because she says oh go on tell us how tell us how and he goes no it look it it is and then he says yeah mind-numbingly banal banal yeah yeah and i think actually do you know what the show is fantastic in taking you on this very turning and twisting meandering sort of journey yeah to a resolution but once you know how, it seems a bit like, oh, is that how he does it? And, and not not totally disappointing, but yeah. like kind of like, oh, is that? That's quite and a good trick. It. And and I think there's almost a sort of subtle 
reference to the way that actually revealing how a magic trick is done is like revealing how a murder is done or how a crime is committed. It's not as complicated, it's not as fancy as it first appears. It's always quite a plain and simple answer to it. You just have to sweep away all the the glitter and the smoke and the mirrors yeah i had it i thought it was going to be a different method because that was so easy then because like, like yeah likewise a bit but actually it's it's quite it's an you know, elastic can, band it's a very boring answer isn't can, it? can i try a trick on you yeah of course you can um, I love a bit magic. do you, you have a coin uh oh man or probably like, not I, i've got, I've got some in the car but no. oh you've got a change on you okay i'll try i'll try something okay okay um, we also need. Can you bring that? Um, yeah. What do you want? T- tea towel. Oh, I was one here. Yeah. Okay. Tea towel. Here's one I had earlier. Like Blue Peter. Okay. <clears throat> so what I'm going to attempt to do in the table in front of us, I have uh, a coin which is on the wooden table. Yeah. Make sure that coin's oh, yeah, legit. Yeah, that's a real coin. Yeah. On the table. Okay. Um, and I've got a can of Starbucks double shot espresso. Espresso. Nice. Enjoy that. It was really good actually. Yeah. Good. yeah. And what I'm going to try and do is make that coin disappear. Right. I know there's a big hole on the table, but yeah, ignore I'm, that. I'm going to assume that you're not going to use the great big hole that's like <laughs> six inches from it. So yeah, go on. Ignore that. But what I, what I want to try and do is use this use this can, can. to make this coin disappear. This is great podcast material, by okay. the way. No one can see this but me. We so. might have to condense this, but... All right. Right. So what I'm going to do... It's still there, right? Yeah, it's still there. Can okay. on top. I'm basically covering I'm the can. I'm going to blink for the next 60 seconds. Go for it, mate. Covering what? the can with a dishcloth. Yeah. Still there, right? Yep. Okay. And All right. Okay. So I want you... You can see my other hand is empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need you to, to concentrate on the... on the coin. Yeah. You can hear it, right? Yep. You can see it's not it's not going under the table. I'm not moving it enough. No, no, no. Still fine. there. No, trust you. Okay. Wait, how the heck did you do that? <laughs> so basically... I, genuinely, you threw me for... I was like, well, where's that gone? I basically made the double shot espresso go through the table and appear under the table. I didn't see how that happened. Oh, that's great. So I, like that. I like that. Okay. But that's 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 exactly what I'm saying. Like, We, we might have to condense ex- that for this podcast. <clears throat> when you explain it, it's like, oh, is that it? Yeah. It's like it's not that complicated, but actually, there's something. There's something rewarding about knowing how something is done. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. there's also an element of like, oh, especially yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. not as like dramatic or as exciting as you'd yeah. hoped. Exactly. And I think that's what this show does really nicely. Yeah. Um, and I really thought that line for me was. I mean, I had to go back to find the line in the sh- in the middle of the episode because yeah. I thought. It's just a perfect summary of this show. And what's and that? I, and I, well, that mind-numbingly banal yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of line. Well, it's great it's, because, like, a, a murderer, it's basically like a magic trick. You're trying to trick someone into thinking that, you, like, you didn't do it and that something else happened. I mean, this was piloted barely six months before, 10th of May 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's very little time in, you know, the difference between this and, yeah. and Dawson's Creek, which we talked of. But, like, magic's been a thing for centuries. And the magician in this was played by Anthony Michael Head or Anthony yeah, Head, Anthony Head, yeah, who was a um, who left the show um, after five episodes to go and be uh, Giles and Buffy. So that's why. <gasps> so oh, yeah. yeah. So he was. Ta- it was taken over by another guy um, who I actually prefer to oh, okay. Anthony Head. I think is a better magician um, or a better portrayal of a magician than Anthony Head. Because um, he was having a real fake American accent, that was that was the only thing. Because he, I don't think he yeah, that one was off. A, yeah, but it's showbiz, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. the whole like it's a big spectacle. Is what is what magic is and performance on stage. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it uh, more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, uh, but it was ninety minutes. It was ninety minutes. But I guess it's the point. But I not, think not, not that I felt like it went on for an hour and a half. But no, it didn't feel like that. Is every episode that long? I think it might be, you know. And with adverts, probably two hours, right? Yeah. Jeez Louise. So you can understand why they only made 32 of them. Yeah. Oh, because, because that makes more sense. Yeah. Like, you know, they're quite long. Almost, quite almost f- feature length. Yeah. They're quite a few assistants over the time. Because I know Sheridan Smith did a few. And Sheridan Smith, for me, is is British royalty. Yeah, she's excellent. Um, just great in all respects. Um, 
but yeah, I, I really like this. I really like, I didn't like it as much as Dawson's Creek. No, I would agree with that, and I think that will be reflected in our scores, yeah, which we'll yeah. do now. Yep. So let's do Dawson's Creek first. Okay. Um. Oh, so I'm you not, go first. I'm not messing, mate. I'm going nine. Okay. Um. I'm going to match you with nine. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's good. I think it's uh, better than I expected it to be. Has everything you want in the pilot. Everything you could possibly want in the pilot. And you said that you paused for a pee. I did. Yeah, I had to stop it. I was, you know, I needed to go, and I was like, right, well, I'm pausing this definitely. Yeah. Uh, and I went back like 30 seconds just to make sure I hadn't missed anything. Well, that, that, in that says all. In that brief moment of like, oh, I need a wee. Yeah. Like, did I miss anything? So I took it back, and don't, yeah, I, I think it was excellent. I, Love the theme tune. Yeah. Uh, love the characters. Already feel something for them straight away. Yep, yep, yep. Need to see episode two. Yeah. Need to see how this progresses onwards. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm definitely going to keep watching I cannot believe I let this pass me by. Yeah. Loved it. Really good writing. Um, if, if it continues on at that level, it will be an excellent watch for many months to come. Well, the only episode that I really remember is they do like a horror a Halloween episode, which I really, really liked. Um... But yeah, so we go into the next uh, yeah. one. So, so that was eighteen Dawson's altogether. Creek, it's eighteen. Uh, that's in the list now. And Jonathan Creek, uh, your show. So you go first. I am going to say that it was good. I don't think I'm going to watch on. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's on, like I'm flicking through the channels and I see Jonathan Creek, Alan Davies, and his crazy hair, then I'll probably stop in and watch it as much as possible. But it didn't grab me as much as Dawson's Creek. No. So I'm... It's a classic, though. It is a classic. It's a yeah. British classic. I'll give it a 7.5. That might okay. be harsh. No, no, that's a fair point. I, but this um, pilot episode... I kind of agree. Um, I enjoyed it. But... Um, and I think if I was blipping through channels, just channel hopping, looking for something, and I saw it on, I might be more likely to stop now than I would have done before watching this. But I wouldn't search it out. No. So, I think I'm going to be a little harsher. I'm going to say seven. Okay. So, 14 and a half. Oh, that's in the weirdo zone. No, it's 15 and a half the weirdo zone. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, right, Jonathan Creek goes in there. So, Jonathan Creek goes in alongside... Uh, find the top of the list, all the 14.5s. Mm-hmm. Perfect, actually. Series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Attack on Titan. Bottom. <laughs> Family Guy. Peaky Blinders. Ren and Stimpy. Bojack Horseman. Scrubs. True Detective. And who wants to be a millionaire? Nice. Um, so can we officially say, in Creek Wig, the Battle of the Creeks, the official winner, Dawson. Dawson. Absolutely. Uh, it goes in 18 points alongside The Walking Dead, The Good Place, West World, Battlestar Galactica, Halt and Catch Fire. Nice, nice. Which I'm still yet to carry on with. Uh, oh, I need just, to as well. Do you? I've uh, heard good things about future episodes. Yeah, that was excellent. That was a really good... That was a n- lovely surprise show that was of ours really a few weeks was, back. Yeah. Um, that was quite a few weeks ago now, yeah. wasn't it? So I guess we should go on to what we're going to do next. Yeah, week. absolutely. Uh, can as I always, go first? Uh, yes, of course you can. As always, if you've got suggestions of shows you're watching, uh, let us know on Twitter. We'll give the details in a second. Yeah. Uh, we will put your suggestions top of the list. Yeah. Um, but we've got a whole heap of stuff. Well, I really, really... I've had this one saved up a little while. Yeah. Because um, uh, I do a podcast with uh, my friend Daniela, who, and you've been on it, Smegheads. Oh, I most certainly have. And uh, Dan, one of Daniela's favourite shows is Murder, She Wrote. So, oh, more crime. Yeah. So um, I don't think I've ever watched the first episode, how she got involved in this whole crazy detective kind of thing. So I, I really want to do Murder, She Wrote. Okay. I'm not sure when the first episode aired. I'm guessing maybe 78, 79, 80. I would, I would say probably late 70s. Yep. But we'll find out. What the heck do I do against that? So do I go for another a crimey, murdery one? Or do I go old? Do I go new? Is there, some, is there something with the word murder in it? Just because we've had Creek well, Week. Can we have Murder Week? Just had t- two spring to mind. Okay. Maybe you can help me. So either we can do... Making a murderer? No, oh, that's three. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's tough. Now you've really curveballed it. Okay. Well, I was <laughs> thinking I have a murder show... Uh, um, no, you said murder show. Yeah. Uh, Midsummer's Murder. Oh, that's another good one. Or... Or... Yeah. Murder in Successville. Which I have heard things oh, about and never seen. I've never seen it as well. I've always wanted to... Maybe this is the opportunity we can get to watch it because I've... 
people say but it's you've good. not seen it as well. That's oh, yeah. a, it's a rarity to find a show that you've not seen. Oh, because you know what? People say I'm being snobby because I, in my mind, I just think, oh, this is going to be trash because they have people from reality TV shows. So I don't know Fine. who they are. Okay, done. That, okay. We'll do that then. Let's do Murder, She Wrote yeah. against Murder in Successville. It's Murder Week. It's Murder Week. It's Creek Week this week. Murder Week Murder next week. week. Can we keep um, this up? <laughs> well, I think we can probably do that. So, all right. We'll do those and let's take 60 next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that will... Murder, she wrote. Murder and Successville. Okay, Go and search it. them out. Have a watch of them. Let us know what you think in advance if you wish to do so. Yep. You can find us on Twitter. And Jed Shepard, you are? I'm Jed Shepard on Twitter, which is... J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And I'm at the Jellyman, which is T H E Jellyman. Yeah. So if you want to tweet us, you're very welcome to do so. Um, if you suggest shows, use the hashtag put it on the list. Because um, um, I'll search that out on a daily basis and I'll whack them on the list for sure. Yep. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet already, the podcast will be in your inbox every Wednesday uh, via iTunes or from the Post Pop Podcasts website, which is postpoppodcast.com forward slash the pilot. Um, if you can rate and review for us, that'd be very, very kind as well. Uh, we don't ask for any words. You can just stick a poo emoji in there. Yeah, that's just, all we ask uh, for. Just five stars if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Don't ask, don't get. <laughs> Exactly. And that's about us done for another week. That's true. And don't forget to listen to Rob Jelly's uh, Jelly in the Morning. What's it called again? Early Wobble. Early Wobble, uh, 4 a.m. Yeah. On BBC Radio Essex. If you're up, if you're up. Because I want you guys to call in, text in, and give him the coordinates when he starts doing battleships again. It's been a few weeks. You're going to wait a yeah, couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah. So I'll tell you when. I'll give you the date that it'll all start. Can you say what the prize is yet, or you don't know? Um, well, I have got a prize in mind. I need to get it okayed. So okay. let, let, let me leave it for now, and if okay. I can get it okay, then I'll tell you what it is. And guys, I'm going to call in, and I'm going to, I'm going to say something. <laughs> yeah, don't you get me fired? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah fine. Don't you get me fired? I want, once I was listening, I was listening to XFM once in the, in the days when XFM was a thing. I was listening, and someone called up, and they shouted me out. I was like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> but not only that, they went, um, "Can I just say, Jeff Shepard is a a c word?" And no, not only did I not. Not only did they not know I was listening, I was, I was just like, what? So I called up XFM. Are you sure this wasn't the Professor Jed Shepherd? No, no. And this wasn't a, like <laughs> a, disgrunt, a disgruntled student. Maybe the student that sent you their coursework. But they said it, and like, <laughs> they instantly beeped him, apologised, and went straight to a song. And I called up XFM, and I was like, hi, I'm Jed Shepherd. And they were like, why did you do that? And I was like, no, no, I didn't do that. I just heard my name on the radio. And they went, oh, who was it? Because we got in trouble now. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm really sure I don't know. I don't know who it was. I was asking you if you knew. And then I went on to this uh, music message board that I used to go on. And someone was like, oh, guess what I just did? <laughs> As a joke. And I'm like, mate, that isn't a joke. You could probably got those two people in trouble, those presenters. Um, anyway, a little story. It's <laughs> not the way you throw another story in at the end of the show. It's just you getting C-bombed on the radio. <laughs> yeah, for no, for no reason. Just because they thought it would be funny. And they didn't even know I was listening, so... <sighs> We're always listening. We're always listening. So, so no C-bombs. <laughs> okay, fine. No C-bombs. Um, so all that does is leave me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Quack, quack. Quack, quack.